Welcome to Georgia Songbirds. We are brought to you by Yes Ma'am Music, Anchor FM, and we are here with Mr. Glenn Brown, a.k.a. The Revenue Man. Hey. Introduce yourself, Glenn. Thanks for having me out here. Appreciate it. This is awesome out here in the woods. Yeah, I don't ever tell anybody that we're in the woods, so. <laughs> say, oh, I'm outside in the gazebo. They think, oh, okay, pull the house. Oh, no, no, I like it. Area, and yeah. it's like, I got to send everybody pictures. Like, no, if you want to find it. You kind of got to take a left at the trailer and a camper and then fly, go up top of the hill, and we're there yeah. next to the family graveyard. Well, Jenny was saying uh, we, <laughs> we we were at, we were in Costa Rica a couple of years ago, and some of the roads like you know had like these huge drop-offs, and she goes, okay, so we're, we're not down the Costa Rica road. We're, oh, no, <laughs> you're on top of the mountain here. <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff. <laughs> so who did you bring with you? Uh, this was my wife, Jenny. She's sitting out there. Uh, you can't see her because we're all audio, but she's sitting out there in the middle in a mm-hmm. little chair. Wearing a... A Ramones takeoff shirt, the Ramens, <laughs> the Ramens. <laughs> um, so you guys are actually from Tennessee. Well, yes and no. Originally um, California, we, right? Uh, well, I've lived in California more than I've lived anywhere else. Okay. That's it. But we actually met in Florida years and years ago. Um, but I was born up in the Northeast. I was actually born in New Jersey. Uh, okay. I moved to Tennessee to go to school. Uh, went to the music business program, or actually it's the music engineering program at that point at. Uh, MTSU, and then uh, moved to Florida for a little while, and then was out in California for a, uh, it was about 15, 16 years, so that's the longest okay. I've ever lived in any one place, and then uh, got repatriated back to back to Tennessee for a number of reasons, one yeah. of being L.A. sucks, you know. <laughs> I bet it's, it's yeah, it really is. No, no, it seriously is. It's, I mean, I love, the, I love the place, and I love the, I love the weather, and I've got some really, really good friends out there, but I just couldn't. I, I just couldn't. Everybody I know that's made like California, you got to pay to play, right? That's how they had it set up. You know, it's really funny. They're they're talking about closing down the Troubadour, and um, uh, I've played there a couple times, and that was it. Completely turned me off on that when they went they went pay to play. I mean, even people like you don't know if you know who Colin Hay is. He was the Mm -hmm. he's he's got some really good folky stuff out, acoustic stuff out now. But he was actually the lead singer for Men at Work. Okay, and And he redid yeah, and he redid a bunch of stuff and did and, and they actually made him do it and he actually wrote a song about about it so it's kind of uh yeah it's everything is pay to play out there as a rule you it's know, funny if, when we went out to california a couple of years ago we uh we took the 101 down like everybody has to gorgeous take, take the 101 and we stopped at a little restaurant called alice's and it didn't hit me until i started looking <laughs> around i was like i bet this is the damn restaurant yep. that the song is about yeah and so we get there, I was like, you know, the song is a lot better than the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was so off the beaten path, I could probably never find it again without a GPS. Yeah. Because we were taking that back road taking through the, the mountain sides. Yep. And I got there, it's like, oh man, you get the bathrooms there, it smells. It's like when I went to Paris, it was nothing what I expected. But food was good. I mean, food wasn't bad at all, but just the just the atmosphere of that restaurant, yeah. it hit me. It was so funny that that was the restaurant that was it. about. And the, yeah, in the song, that's awesome. So, uh, what made you subside? Just it sucked out there. You just want to move down back to Tennessee. There was a couple things. My kid was getting ready to go to school. He was, and uh, we were living out in in California, and it was it was okay. I mean, the preschool stuff and everything, but I just didn't yeah. I didn't want him I didn't want him going to school out there. I really didn't. And uh, so moved to Franklin actually, and okay. uh, and the the schools out there were really you know were really decent, and that was that's that's the impetus to bring it back and then you know it was really funny because i was playing music out in, in california also and everybody's like oh that's gonna be so great you're gonna go back there you're gonna it's gonna be everybody's gonna love you out there i'm like have you been to nashville it's like <laughs> you know i i will be as good as your average bus boy you know it's yeah, uh, a lot of talent. there really is and, and it's and people think the same thing of la and it's, it's not it's not even close um it's head and shoulders better 
in Nashville than it is yeah. in yeah. It's just not even not even close. Everybody's good, you know. Yeah, I know really. you walk up Everybody's music good. row and like every every venue has somebody playing oh, music. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We went to BB um, King's mm-hmm. the Blues Club, and then we me and a buddy we were playing up there, and went to this little hole in the wall bar. I don't remember where it was, but it was close to it. If I walked by again, I could find it. But there's this guy playing under the staircase in the bar. The bar is like right, like almost like an alley bar. So was like, it the swinging door? I don't remember. That's really close to it, and that sounds like yeah. it. Yeah, because you, you walk in, and like there's a staircase, and it goes up, like upstairs, and that's it. And so he's behind us playing music the whole night, so they had mm-hmm. a good time. I enjoyed my time up there. Yeah, so it's, I, uh, it's, it's, it is interesting, though. They really, I mean, they're amazing, what you, you know, what you have. And, yeah. and also, you know, we, we joke, that, you know, who, who you run into. And I was, doing a, I was doing one of these for talking to somebody in, in Europe, actually. Uh, and they said, well, you don't live in Nashville. I said, well, you really don't understand. You know, it's like it's right outside of Nashville, but it's still Nashville. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I said, East Nashville is all the up and coming, the cool, you know, the cool outlaw, you know, people. I said, anybody who's already made it is, you know, in Franklin. You know, there's nobody in little except for corporate, you know, yeah. uh, stuff in Nashville proper. And I said, in Murfreesboro, where I live, I said, that's where, you know, every one of those places, every drummer and bass player who <laughs> lives, you know, it's like, it's like the back line or the, or the hired hands for, uh, yeah. for everybody lives out there. Cause it's cheaper is what it comes down oh, to. And exactly. Nashville's gotten really out of hand as far as, you know, as far as like, it's like Memphis is. to me now. Memphis used to be such a nice <clears throat> place. And then I went there a few years ago and it's such a crime rated place now. It's Ridden. crazy. Yeah. And the same thing with Nashville. It's like, this isn't the same Nashville I remember, but I understand why I've got buddies who live in Nashville too, yeah. and outside of it, I say I call it Nashville, but they live yeah, that's what thirty minutes to an hour exactly. From here, you're about three hours from Nashville, like mm-hmm. about an hour from Chattanooga. Yep. So you can still go up there and play, and plus you're about an hour, hour from Atlanta. Atlanta. Exactly. So you can play in Atlanta. Atlanta does more band stuff, and it's more kind of pop reggae kind of stuff scene. But you can big R and B scene too. Oh yeah, you can get good uh, songwriters out of every. Everywhere. Every area. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you saw it. We did a uh, Georgia. I, I did. I was going to ask you about that. So, yeah. Georgia won. Georgia won? Georgia okay. Won. And it's not that I'm biased. <laughs> Go dogs. But <laughs> so I, I, it's so funny. I set it up and I forgot to put myself in it because I'm getting all these people. All this stuff going. Yeah. Going at a time. And it was so amazing just to watch the different songwriters that came aboard. And then once it started taking off, I had people from other states like, oh, okay, well, let me get in on this. I had Texas yeah. calling me, you know. They wanted some. California. What should you do next one? You should do, like, you know, take the winner each time and do a Texas and, you know, yeah. and maybe do a, you know, uh, a Texas versus Georgia and see who wins that one and, yeah. go, and go that way. Yeah, the, the Go Dogs thing, I, I, I am not easily starstruck, but I uh, uh, ran into Corey Smith and I had a, I had to give a go dogs to, uh, you know, that, that, to, to him. I think the only person would do that be Herschel Walker for me. If I ran yeah. into Herschel Walker, I'd be like, uh, hi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That might be the only <laughs> word I get out of my mouth. Well, there, there you go. There you go. Yeah, Memphis, uh, we, you know, we, we did the, uh, we did a, a full night there at, uh, at Sun Studio and it was, uh, um, you're right though. There's places in Memphis you just don't, you just don't go and you mm-hmm. don't do and you don't, you don't feel safe about it. You don't. And, uh, I mean, the, even the neighborhood that Sun is isn't isn't a great one, um, yeah. you know. But they've got good security and everything, and it was and that was that was as close to a religious experience as I'll ever get. Was and that's where you did your album. Well, so, so we did two of them. We did one that was actually done um, the the straight up twenty five years behind uh, that has all the produced stuff on it. That was actually recorded in um, it was recorded in Nashville, but it was actually mixed 
out in LA. Okay. Um, the guy who produced it and mixed it is named Tim David Kelly, and everybody knows him by you know that show Overhauling, where they they steal your car and do it. Yeah. The themed Overhauling, Gasoline. He wrote that. Okay. It, yeah, he wrote and sang that with a band called Kicking Harold. But he's done. He's all over the place, and he's trying to make a move towards country. And I've worked with him before in some other projects. So um, it just we work really really well together and yeah. a lot of people are like well you know didn't he do a docking album i'm like yeah but he's trying to go this way and we're gonna see what and i think he you know I, I think it came out okay there's a little bit of a it doesn't sound like everything that comes out of nashville yeah. um but on top of that we also did um uh, we did five songs off the record we did we just went into sun and did them direct to direct to the two tape you know the two track tape and that was just amazing i mean we just did that with an upright bass player fiddle player and me and just an acoustic versions of it so okay. that's what the one with the mason jars in the front of it that's that's that version probably going to uh release that uh, eight or nine months i'll go ahead and put that out after you know afterwards because the album just dropped at the worst possible date period you yeah. know um, march 6th i mean literally like the <laughs> worst time you could you could you know you could put it out um and it's uh um you know, it's doing considering what happened it's it's not doing bad at all i'm at about a quarter million streams between all the different platforms so that's okay. not that's not too bad with really surprised me but spotify is about 60 percent of what of, yeah. uh, of everything else you know combined i mean they're bigger than everything else and I, I i never used it before this so yeah and i really like it because you can dig deep and find out exactly where <clears throat> all your audience is you know um doing really well in australia it's funny where it does. Yeah, it went, right? Northern Europe. Yeah, like the uh, the Netherlands was was like the first one to really catch on and really start playing me on the radio, and then I'm looking at everything and, and Australia is kind of like it's really big. I think it's U.S. is number one, Canada is number two, then Australia is three, and then okay. you know, and then it goes to North, Northern Europe after that. But yeah, I've got like lots and lots of uh, you know of of people listening at down there and buying it down there. Tell everybody then, like, because when I know Spotify and streaming is where everybody goes now, right? Um, what did you do different that maybe got helped you get those? That means I did a lot of research um, on what uh, you know, on literally on what to do and how to get onto different playlists, mm -hmm. and that that's really what I did. I had it. I I gave some people some some heads up ahead of time and gave some people some exclusives, uh, you know, on it as far as like the playlist goes. Uh, and I'm over. I'm about a thousand playlists right now is what I'm is what I'm actually on. Okay. you know, on there. But I would say. It, you've got to get to a certain point, and it did. I had probably had 40 or 50 right out of the gate that were playing me and playing me a lot. Okay. And because of that, then there's this weird math thing, this weird math algorithm, and then, then Spotify says, hey, wait a minute, this guy's doing something, so they start putting you on, yeah. and, and, and that's really what did it. It went from, you know, from 100 you know plays uh, uh a day to you know a couple thousand plays a day pretty quick when that yeah. happened now it's dropped back down it's you know and they say that'll happen to it you know it shoots up for a while and then it it, it it levels off and that's you know if i can keep it leveled off i think i've got they had me listed at like 20 some odd thousand monthly listeners right now which is great if i can keep it above ten thousand, i think i've done a you know i've done a really you know really good job right. and you can't see that on you know i can see i just got the first apple numbers back and they're good but you know they're not as good as Right. But I think it's just a generational thing, and I think it's yeah, that's what yeah. literally everybody's using that. So, well, again, sixty percent is what is what they what they figure, and the, the promotion guys. So I've got a um, Joe Swank from Bloodshot Records is doing the promo on it. Okay, and uh, you know, and he he said the same thing too. He goes, yeah, because everybody thinks it's going to be Apple Music. Everybody thinks it's oh, I do an Amazon or whatever. And because at the end of the day, it's the lion's share of it's on Spotify. With it, you know, yep. 
Yeah. That's the same thing like when the podcast, when the numbers come back. Um, <clears throat> Spotify's up there, and the same thing like um, Apple. Apple. Yeah. That's the highest ones. Really? That's yeah. great. So, I mean, I've got, it's not like all of me, it's like, it's like I, I, I hearts. I, that's a one you got to set off to the own thing. But yeah. But other than that, it, it's the same thing. It pushes like Spotify, like this generation thing. Everybody streams, everybody listens to Spotify or Amazon or uh, I guess iTunes isn't really iTunes. Yeah, they call it Apple Music. Yeah, exactly. So they do all that. And it's, I, I like that you brought me actually physical TV. Well, I'm going to do that. I mean, I, I, those are going to sell at the, I mean, they're going to sell at shows. At that's, shows. What, that's what's going to happen with those. And I'm, um, I'm, I'm going to do a, a, a vinyl. Vinyl went, I don't know if you, know anything about that but they closed down all sort of production when, oh, when this thing really? happened but besides that right at the same time all this craziness hit the place that does 95 percent of the lacquers the master lacquers burned down out in california so everybody who's vinyl is six months eight months out as of right now i, I did read something about yeah that. um so what i'm going to do with that is basically a combination of the two there's going to be a couple versions from sun on there and then there's going to be all the produced stuff and i'm going to okay. do a limited run of that we went back to vinyl about eh, about three or four years ago, and it's it's hurting my wallet. Oh yeah, vinyls are not cheap. <laughs> well, then you got. I mean, to get it, you know, to get it to where it sounds great, it sounds good. That isn't cheap either. I mean, yeah. you're you're talking about the old school hi-fi is yep. it costs you some money. And it's funny because we're talking about generational generational things. People don't have like a the attention span to listen to songs anymore. Right. But they'll buy a vinyl. Yeah. And you can't go anywhere with a vinyl. There's no skipping in a vinyl. Mm-mm. No, you can't. I mean, unless, unless you lift up lift like a 14-year-old girl and you know, keep going, you know, <laughs> used to do and come back and forth. But I, like like you said also, the streaming bit, I really tried to make an album as opposed to, yeah, as, as opposed to like everything. So put out a single, put out a single, put out a single. But I had, you know, it's like I had shit to say. And it was, <laughs> and it was going to be more than one song. So, yeah. you know, that, and that's sort of what I was looking for too, was doing that. And that I've, I've gotten that in some of the reviews. People have said like, Hey, wow, this is a whole album. This is not just a, you know, collection yeah. of a couple of a couple tombs. There are, you know, I mean, there's, there's, there's a couple of gratuitous things in there that, that, that cover of peace, love and understanding. I don't know if you heard that or not, but that's, the El you know, Costello. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Is that yeah. who's kind of influenced you? No, well, I mean, it's, life? you know, that's, we keep going back and back and forth on, on that. And, um, I played the first, first band I played in was pretty much like a, a post-punk pop is what I, is what right. I did. So you could, you could say that, but then right around that time, things like cow punk were starting, you know, also. Mm-hmm. So like the gin blossoms or even matchbox 20 for that, you know, yeah. for that matter or better than Ezra or, uh, you know, there's, there's a group called the badlies that was so, and I, and I, I listened to that and didn't realize that I was, that it was really moving me in mm-hmm. that direction. And that's what I was, that's what I always was, was writing. I just didn't, I didn't know, know it. it. And then it sort of like, you know, fell out and came together and it's like, well, heck, this is, you know, this alt country Americana stuff is really what I do. So, uh, and turns out it's pretty popular right now. So that, you know, that works out, you know, that it's, works out well too, but yeah. All big circle. It's so funny. It really is. Cause like when I grew up, growing up, my, my bands that I listened to that always influenced me like the Eagles, loved the right. Eagles, loved bad company. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gary Allen was one of my biggest influences. Yeah. And then when I put the band together, I don't know if you know John Cafferty is. Yes. Beaver Brown. I yeah. love that style of music. Yeah. So I, I put that a lot because I put saxophone in the music. I just right. love that style. And every, no matter what kind of genre you have, or yeah. you, what you think, cow punk, crap, whatever music you want to call it. Right. It's still, 
influenced by so many different things. Oh, it is. Yeah. So we call mutt music is what I call my music because okay. it's such a collection of everything. Together. Well, a lot of I mean, you look at like like things like like Blackberry Smoke, and it's oh, like Blackberry and, Smoke. Yeah, and but then go back and you know go back and listen to Molly Hatcher to the Outlaws, and it's like oh. you know those guys did after hearing that. <laughs> you know, it's like a lot of people are like this is so cool, this is so I'm like it is, but have you heard flirting with disaster? Because it's you know there's a lot of a lot of similarities. There. I love Blackberry Smoke. I think yeah. they're great, and you know a little bit with. Uh, you know, Whiskey Myers is a little bit um, like more popped up, but mm-hmm. same idea too. It's like oh, you yeah. can tell those guys, you know, either their parents listened to it or they somehow found those those seventies, you know, uh, outlaw albums. It's it's that, funny you say Whiskey Myers. We cover Stone, yeah, on there, and that's such a great song, yeah. And but you're right, it does have that older flair to it, and people gravitate toward that. It's so yeah. funny, like everybody's trying to find the next new thing. It might Just, not be. It's not. It's not new. There's no reinventing the wheel. It's right. music. You know, you've got to find it from somewhere. Take the, the damn 808s out of it and the bass tracks and put music to it. Uh, <laughs> take away the 808s. So there's there's a, a really good buddy of mine uh, named Scott Hogue, and he wrote a country song called uh, Kanye Twitty as opposed <laughs> to Conway Twitty. And one of the lines in it is like... Uh, you know, take you know, it's like you know, you get a young focus group and a percussion loop, and it's on. And it's like it ain't Kanye Twitty that made Music City, but it's like take your 808 and move on, is what he says right. in the you know, in, in the end of it. So it's like yeah, just get rid of that and do that. It's so funny you, uh, uh, yeah, you said that. That's you know, that that's funny. Well, just hear a song from me. Sure. Let me plug this thing in. Which uh, which song you want to do first? I'm gonna do one. Uh, I'm gonna do a couple co-writes, and uh, this is one I wrote with. Um, friend of mine out of uh he was in nashville when i met him i'm gonna move this up a little bit if i can jesse sorry about that uh his name is troy breslow and um he's now up in like the uh, virginia beach hampton roads area and we did a good bit of recording together um and i recorded this solo in my house and then we started working on it back and forth and it's sort of about uh it's about going home and about redemption, which is pretty much the you know a lot of the, a lot of this in this in this record is dealing with you know ghosts and old issues and yeah. and that sort of stuff and and uh, this one is basically um, coming back and you know coming back to town after uh, after some bad shit happened and 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 dealing with that and uh, I mentioned a couple people by name and there one of them in the in the first verse is a guy named Alan Cornett and he was my first drummer and he. Uh, Actually, if you look him up, just do Alan Cornett and drummer. He's actually uh, paralyzed from the uh, from the chest down, and uh-huh. he still plays drums. Really? He's got a way of triggering the kick drum in the uh, with his with his mouth. Wow! And uh, and it still sounds good. You know, it's like still really. It's like and every time I think I've got you know, I can't do something. I just think about the fact that he right. relearned how to play drums. With oh legs, yeah. You know, and I'm like, well, hell, I can do this. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, and it's also about about. Um, using uh influences to to get you through some hard times and it's called arlo's story so and it it's uh you know it mentions arlo and dylan and john prine so okay yeah so Arlo's stories take it away well we all became acquainted that fateful night in spring guitars down Kelly's house with the songs we had to sing. Now we're old up, but now why is a yeah? We learn to find a place in this to be world at a breakneck pace. 
old drummer Allen, a long time pal to me. He's had his share of darkness, he's a light for all to see. I wish we could get together and pick a tune or two. His brother Till, some came up just like we used to do. Our stories once or twice it's all the same so I learned the latest Mumford song in the final From Walter Terry Did I learn to turn a phrase Most everyone abandoned me When my daddy hit front page I makes me count my blessings When I lay them down to sleep So I suck it up And seize the day When I've dug myself in deep Once or twice it sounds the same Late nights with whiskey Time and time again Many brown-eyed girls I love They never did the same One day I'll make it back to that town One home day I'm gonna clear my name John Prine's Bible Once or twice I'm still the same The final John Cash album Goodbye sorrow Goodbye pain Many green-eyed girls I love But they never did the same One day I'll make it back to that town One, one day That's Arlo's stories. I like that one. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. It's uh, yeah, it's uh, you know, oftentimes you look for look for help or look for solace in other people's music, and that's got a lot to do with that. Yeah, a whole lot to do with it. See, I was I was reading your uh, your storyboard when you were. Talking about all the different songs and explaining them, mm-hmm. and the one that stuck out to me was a eulogy song. All right, yeah, because it was like uh, writing. I, I, you said that as a song, I was like, "Well, damn it! I wish I thought of that." <laughs> we, uh, I had a little bit of a of a medical scare about a year ago. I had some weird inflammation issue that went septic on me, and had to do a couple nights in the hospital. And uh, I started thinking, I'm like, you know, it's like if this thing brings me down after all the crap that I've been, I've you know, I put my body through. If I, you know. 
die from something stupid like this. It's going to be ridiculous. And so I, I said, well, if, if nothing else, I said, you know, as long as there's an open bar, I'll have a lot of people at my funeral. So that's <laughs> sort of what that what that came, you know, what that came from. But I'll do that. that it, one. It was, it was funny when you say that because, just like I said, all family on graveyard. My dad's there. We saw us grumpy on the, the ones that been up here. He says grumpy on his gravestone because mm-hmm. he wasn't the nicest <clears throat> man, but the kids called him grumpy. He said yep. grandpa. Well, he was a biker. So he okay. rode with motorcycle guys. On his funeral, they had probably about 50 or 60 bikers up here, and we had the biggest party Yeah. on his funeral. And I sat there, and at first I didn't know if I was going to like it, but I tell you what, it was the best way to send him off. Good. So I was like, when I die, I want the same thing. Same Have thing happened. Yeah. yeah. Same thing, and that's awesome. Yeah. It's, uh, I actually, I ride an Indian, so I, I, uh, the biker that biker culture is there i'm not really immersed in it by any means i just you know i got a bike and i like riding it and yeah. you know um but uh yeah it's it's they they tend to take care of their own and they tend to you know it's like you know throw a party so that must have been awesome That's oh yeah great. he like I said, he was all he built motorcycles too like Did carly's he? he had hardly yeah. his his the one that he got killed on he actually brought it home in a box and he rebuilt it because he was like really big in that stuff and he always got pissed off and the guys have heard his podcast have heard me say this but um he said Remember the old American Chopper show? Yeah. He goes, them son of bitches. He said, I wish I could have made, I did that. I made, I didn't make any money doing what they're doing on TV. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, dad, but you could not be on TV because nobody would like you. <laughs> well, I don't know. The old, the old man in that wasn't exactly the, 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 uh, the most likable character either. <laughs> but I actually went to that. Um, they had a cafe uh, in front of the shop where they filmed all that stuff and okay. it's turned into such a commercialized you know you would think it was an espn sports bar or something like that yeah. i mean it's a damn reality show i mean come on um yeah but so I've, i went i went there for the food was okay the beer was cold it was good right but, but hell i'll play i'll play my own eulogy so that'd be uh um this one um is uh i just just finished doing a a video for that so that's out that's out too there's three of them that we did videos for um and this was the this was the last and probably the final one that i'll do on you know that i'm a produced video i've got a guy out of uh out of ireland that actually did all the the production and direction on the uh, on the video so this one i this one i like we tried to do it ourselves and the idea was we were going to use like everybody's doing lyric videos and what we were going to do was write the lyrics on coasters okay you know? and like you know, lift it up and, and and it just didn't it just didn't work didn't work out but uh so we we handed it over to Cathal and he did a good job with it but, so what's the, what's the name of the company that did the video um it's called influencer services um but Cathal mcginley is the uh, uh is the guy's name out of uh out of dublin um i've actually never met him we've just talked done stuff over the you know, over the internet, I send them some some videos, send them the songs, and we go back and forth and and do it. And it's uh, isn't that how strange it is it now really that is. it's a lot of stuff is, mm-hmm. is Zoom. I had my first Zoom meeting uh, yesterday with a guy who's building a website, Charles Hood. Uh, Charles, listening, thank you for for doing that. Um, and my kids do Zoom all the time, so yeah. they had to show me how to yeah, do how it. to do it. Yeah, yeah, I had no idea how to do it. I mean, I have a hard enough time doing. Uh, the podcast. Now you want me to do digital shit with it too? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Uh, I've actually, I was doing during this whole little, you know, lockdown thing. I did a, a couple of live videos where I had people, I would do one, one of my songs and I would do a cover and I had people like send in cover ideas you yeah. know, to, to do. And one of the questions I got, like when it first, first started, it was, oh, oh, what background are you using? What green screen background are you using? I'm like, 
that's my living room, man, and that's the, you know, right. it's like those are my guitars hanging up behind me. This isn't, you know. I, I know that's kind of what people do now to green screen. Yeah, exactly. My wife said, oh, you got to get this green screen app. I said, do you really think I know how to do that? <laughs> I have a buddy. Uh, he does it all the time, Keith Cutts. He has like a, he's on Socially Distant Festival, and he puts these green screens and does these apps. And I'm like, it's cool, but I have no way of – I couldn't figure it out. I probably could if it took me a couple of years. By the time I figured it out, the phase is already gone. Already so. gone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it probably will be. It'll be like uh, like the filters were, in, you know, on on like your, where you make yourself look like dog ears or something like that. That's, That's where I'm at way. right now, technology wise. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> That's as far behind as I am. Okay. Yeah. So that goes. It's a question for you. Started. You talk about covers. You do a lot of originals. Do you do a lot of covers too? Um, I do. So. To to pay the bills, I will do the like the fool on the stool yeah. stuff. I'm actually doing one uh, Tuesday at a, a Hank's Honky Tonk up uh, outside of Nashville, okay. and and that one I will do um, mostly covers because that's what they want. You know, that's that's the idea. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I'll do when I do that, I will do things like uh, I'll do sturgill or cody jenks or tyler childress you know nice. and, and that still gets through but then i'll also do like a, a really you know redneck version of take it easy or something like that okay and do you know so I, I do a bunch and then there's a couple places where uh another place that i play a lot called short mountain distillery it's actually a a moonshine and bourbon distillery about an hour outside of nashville and they let me play whatever the heck i want but it's also one of those where you know it's a restaurant and a bar type thing so yeah. people want to hear you know, other stuff so i will do that um when I do like the straight up revenue man stuff, it's usually with a with a full band, and, okay. and it's only it's an hour set. You know that's it, and that's yeah. about what you know what they do there. You put three or four bands in in a night, and, <clears throat> and everybody will go and do that. And uh, you know we're we're looking to to get out and do you know probably like a two or three day type like mini mini tours, which Nashville's great for. You can get up to you know you can hit. Lexington or Louisville and Indianapolis and you know and then maybe yeah. even you know Chicago and then come right back and you're you're gone for a weekend or you can go the other way and you can do you know you can be here like you said in three hours or do you know so it's a really good good place to to be you know to be stationed to do that whole southeast uh, yeah you know bar tour or club tour I don't know how they'd take me in Chicago <laughs> <laughs> um do you have back to the song do you have a favorite cover that you like to do um yeah, actually, I do a uh, um, I do a uh, a country version of a Talking Head song. Okay. Yeah, uh, it's called Naive Melody or um, This Must Be the Place. Okay. And yeah, and that's uh, and people sort of look a little sideways at that. You know, it's like what what is he doing? You know. Um, so that's I think that's probably the one that I. Uh, and then there's a couple of them that I guess I don't even consider them covers uh, at all. I do um, Bloodshot Eyes by Trampled by Turtles. Okay. And. I really just think that they wrote that with me in mind. You know, it's like, <laughs> I, I really think it's my song almost. I mean, it's like, I, I hate to say that. It's great. They did a great job with it. And they did, you know, it's, I love it. But I, I really like, when I sing that and play that, I'm like, I almost have to like take a step back and go, yeah, this isn't yours. But it's, you know, it's like, but we actually do that in the, uh, um, in a Revenue Man show. We, we throw that one in the middle of it and maybe 10% of the people know that it's, you know, that actually is a cover. And that's not our idea is to say it's you know it's ours or anything but it's just uh we do it a little bit differently you know well we got drums and they don't so uh yeah so it's there's there, there's a few that i do and it's weird i had to, had to run through everything this morning because i've been during this thing i haven't been out playing so i've been banging out a lot of just like you know 
I'll hear something on, you know, on, on, on one of my playlists or on, on something. I'm like, I'm going to go learn that or I'm going to go do, you know, so I've, I've actually probably played more covers over the past three months than I have normally because now do you just sit at home. You do know? you keep like the iPad with you on stage so that you can do? I try know? not to. Um, when I'm doing this stuff, when I'm doing the straight up full band show, absolutely not. Um, at, at Hank's next week, I will probably have to because there might be somebody come up and, well, can you play George Jones or can you do, you know, so if I can, if I can look at it and know it well enough to get through and, you know, there's, there's a shot of bourbon or five bucks in it, it'll, you know, we'll get, yeah. <laughs> we'll get that, you know, we'll get that done. But I, I try really hard not to. I say that I have a, I've got a, a capacity for 100 songs. Now I can, you know, probably play three or 400, but I can remember 100 songs. Yeah. And if I remember 101 then 17 disappears you know it's like literally i can i can remember 100 songs and you, you know, got more than me i cannot remember that it's, it's weird because now i kind of don't i step back from from singing as much so mm-hmm. i can oh the chords like it's easier when you're because people realize when you're playing and singing it's hard to do all that in one oh yeah every oh, musician yeah, it knows it's like oh yeah so i think they pick songs got like three chords and now that's all they have to three remember. chords in the truth right do it i add a capo to it and i've got a whole bunch of chords in the truth at that point that's right <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i am i am the uh, on 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 a I'm the capo king just because I can't, you know, I've got that baritone voice. So a lot of stuff I've got to change the key on to be able yeah. to get, to be able to get through it. I mean, even if I'm doing, <clears throat> even if I'm doing like a Jamie Johnson cover or something, I still probably do it a half step down from where he does it, which yeah. can't go, can't go much further than that down. That's, no. uh, that's for sure. But I can, I can do the, you know, uh, uh, you know, the Jamie Johnson stuff, the, um, you know, Trace Adkins, I think, you know, they're, they're, you know, they're down there, but it's still, Know, melodic and goes to it. Now you talked about like the the one song you do. Is there a cover that you do that maybe somebody doesn't realize that you do? Do you bring any pop songs and turn it country? Any Britney Spears and the Revenue Man's repertoire? I've never done. <laughs> I've never done it in the full Revenue Man show, but I, uh, um, I do a Jackson Five song. Do you really? I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. I want you back. So it's uh, yeah. I, see, I like when people do stuff like that because I mean I, I hate doing covers anyway, but I know that right. you have to pay the bill, like yeah. you said. Mm-hmm. But I said oh, I'm gonna do cover. I'm gonna change it. I'm gonna yeah. change it my way. So I like that's that's cool. I like that you do that. Yeah, and it's uh, and I I mean it's you know I sort of uh, I don't know if I've got it in me or not, but I sort of redneck it up, or it's like you know. You know, and just yeah. do, you know, it's more flat picket than the you know like the, you know the, than they had it had it going, but <laughs> it's fun, you know, and it's that that'll always get, especially if I'm not doing like you know what I call a critical show, which is you know like the showcase of the of the originals, whatever. People mm-hmm. people tend to really get a kick out of it. It's funny sure. what people want to want to hear. Oh yeah, that. yeah, and and everybody knows that song. It's not yeah. a personal, you know. I don't think there's. I think you can go anywhere, you know, you can go to middle of nowhere in China, and they're gonna know they're gonna know what that song oh, yeah. is. So, yeah, yep. Huh? Well, let's hear your song then. All right, so we'll do that. We'll do that. Um, uh, my own eulogy, and that's basically exactly it. Where you're, you're at your own, you're at your own funeral, and uh, the people I hang out with, as I said, if there's, uh, if there's the alcohol flowing, I'll have a lot of people there. So. It ain't the drink that made me me. Born with that gene, sure as money come and go. So friends clean with clothes, an empty bottle wouldn't help me sleep. I 
something by the drinks on me Parading my own eulogy T-shirt and jeans keep the lid open wide Laugh about all the times I lie Let's take these bones and give them back to her around this one's on me with my own eulogy good intentions thrown aside of my lonely wasted ride Songs I sing, the words I write They kept me up most every night An empty bottle wouldn't help me sleep The promises I couldn't keep Have a drink, this one's on me Written my own eulogy T-shirt and boots keep the lid open wide And comfort all the girls who cry Let's take these bones and bring them back to her And try to figure out what I was worth Have a drink, this one's on me Rating my own eulogy one more round, this one's on me. Written my own eulogy. Have a drink, this one's on me. Written my own eulogy. Happy song about a party. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It actually is, though, if you think about it. It's almost uplifting a little bit. Yeah, it's, it's, do, you, do you tend to forget the songs you write? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. For me, it's like a catharsis. I get it out. It's done. It's over with. And yeah. um, if, I'm, if I'm playing live somewhere and somebody will ask me for something that I haven't, you know, haven't done or haven't played in a while, um, there's a good chance I'm going to, you know, I will screw it up while I, while I, th I do I it. I think it's because there's so many <clears throat> versions of it that people don't realize yeah. that, like, you've probably went through that a thousand times oh, yeah. probably changed the words here and there maybe a little bit of melody and then when you're singing it it's muscle memory if you don't remember it yep you're gonna go and you can sing the wrong i do it all the time yeah all okay time. good it's not just me <laughs> that's yeah it's I, I i definitely that you know that one definitely happens to me it happens to me a bunch i'll get i'll get halfway through and i've reworked a lot of them too you know ones that have been around forever i've come back and, and yeah. done a different version of it and that's probably why i didn't try to do the whole thing myself too the album myself i had to have somebody tell me all right, Glenn, it's done mm -hmm. because I will keep on. I will like, you know what? I really think that I'm going to get somebody else in to redo that fiddle part or I'm going to do, you know, I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to replay that line or I'm going to, it would just keep going and going. So if I, when I sent it off to Tim, that was it. You know, it was like when it came back, it was mixed, it was done. There wasn't, you know, I, I, you know, we'd go through a couple of revisions back and forth and he, you know, probably did more with me than other people because, uh, he wasn't as familiar with the genre yeah. so a lot of times he'd be like we can't use those drums you know or we can't do you know that you know i can't have that snare sound on 
on this type of song or so you know it's like and he he'd get it and i'd and he was really good at at um reference tracks i'd be like listen to you know listen to must be the whiskey and that's what i want this thing to sound like or listen okay. to you know and he would he, i think that that helped him a lot and uh turns out he's he's actually doing a, another another country project right now so i'm happy about that and i'm assuming he'll do the he'll do the next one too unless Dave Cobb calls me tomorrow or something. Then you know, <laughs> it's funny. I think I think a lot of producers have that mentality. If they if you tell them kind of what it what you want it to sound like, yeah, then they have a way to do it. Right. So I mean, like I just did a song that uh, I wrote with for I wrote it in the perspective of a woman, so I didn't sing it. I had a I had a girl sing it, and I said this is because the way it came up was I was watching Grease with my little girl, uh huh, and then I started listening to Hand Jive. I was like, what if Izzy Hale did the hand 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 jive. So if you have a hailstorm version of the hand jive, what would that sound like? Huh. And then that's what this song came out came of. Out so it's a rock that's and cool. roll song, but that's the only way I could do it because yeah. it's like that's funny. Like oh okay, and I can't obviously can't sing it. So yeah, I've actually written for uh, written a couple of songs where I've I've gone okay, this has got to have got to have a girl singing this and, yeah. and give it you know I've got and, and again being in you know I haven't done it lately but it was out in LA and there was enough people that I knew from doing this that I'd just be like hey you want to take a shot at this like oh yeah I'll do yeah. Yeah. do you consider yourself more of like a songwriter or an artist you know what it, it I, I really think I'm, I'm I'm 50-50 I definitely uh, tend to write songs and as I said I use it sort of like as a almost as a therapy to get get it out you know and and, and uh i need to, to stop that and start doing more of like okay let's let's get a finished product because i've got so many pieces of songs you know okay. that are that are out and i've i've gotten a lot better <clears throat> just get a you know at least just get a verse or chorus recorded and then and leave it and then come back to it yeah and uh i just did that um a few weeks ago i wrote a song for somebody else about a guy who uh was in prison and and was dealing with you know whether or not his girl was going to wait for him once he he got out, and he he had actually written the the, uh, the chorus, and I wrote the verses of it, and I didn't like the didn't like the chorus, but it's, it's I don't want to be influenced by that, so I left it alone for a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. and then just literally cut out the parts I didn't want, and just go back and listen to the ones, and you know, and try it again. Yeah, yeah, and that's what co-writing is too. I mean, yeah, that's one of the things for songwriters is do you do you like co-writing? Um. <laughs> no, I really do. But the reason I really it's, do it's is like, I've got some really, really good guys that yeah. I co-write with. I mean, uh, the, the one who I write the most with is is Danny Rudolph, and I don't know if you remember Amber's Drive or not, but he was mm-hmm. yeah, he was you know one of the one of the the lead writers and you know in that. And I've been writing with him for literally twenty years. And okay. um, and when it's so good, when it's so good to have a, you know have a person like that to write with, then yes, I really do like it. You know, um, there's a couple of the times that I've I've gotten into it that it just hasn't, you know, just just yeah. hasn't worked and hasn't flown. And I think it's a lot to do with you have to have somebody who's okay with you changing what what they've that's, done. That's a big key right there. And so it's I I tend to do a better job of changing if somebody comes to me with an idea. Um, I can, you know, write a bridge, write a chorus, change the lyrics, make a story, more story out of it. The other way, I get a little protective, you know, where I, if I, if I take it and give it to somebody else and then it comes back, I'm like, well, that's not where I was going with it, man. <laughs> you know, it's like, but the guys that I, that I am doing the co-writing with, they're, they're, they look at it more of like a, uh, you know, um, a craft, like they're building a, a table yes. or something, you know, and it's like, yeah, okay, you want to put those type of legs on it? That's cool. And they don't, they aren't quite as emotionally invested as I am in a lot of what I, you know, the ideas anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. So, and that works out really well with Denny anyway. It's, 
he comes up, he's like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm a little stuck with this, or you want to you want to try something with this? You want to do something with this? Matter of fact, he's given me three or four over the past week that he's gone back through and said, hey, when you get some time, go ahead and, you know, and do something with this. And that's just what I'll do. I'll add a verse, make a complete, you know, story out of the thing and come back. And there's very, it's very rare where he's said, yeah, I don't want, I don't like that or I don't like, you know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it all depends on who I'm with. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, and it's come up, this comes up all the time in his podcast because, <clears> I mean, I ask songwriters, because most of this is for songwriters, artists, musicians. And the one thing that keeps coming up is songwriters, one, you got to learn to let go. If you, yeah. can't, if you can't let go, you want to write on your own, there's, there's no problem with that. Mm-hmm. Go right ahead. But when you write as many songs as we do, sometimes it's better to get a different perspective. But it's also, like you said, it's like dating. If you have the wrong Chemistry. relationship, it yeah. won't work. It's, work. You know, yeah. it's like, well, they want to make it a rock song. And you're like, no, I'm taking it more like Wayne yeah. Jennings. Unless somebody's got to give, or you might as well know, okay, it didn't work. Thank you. Didn't work. Yeah, and then it's, you know, and, and a lot of people's feelings get hurt that, that way. And I, I, so the people I work with, they don't. They don't have feelings. Uh, you can't. <laughs> they, you yeah, can't. no, really. You want feelings, write them out. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. There's, I mean, there's very, there's very few jobs. There are a few um, where you you face, you know, more rejection than, yeah. you know, than in this. You know, I would say stripper would be one. You know, <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's like, but that's about it. I mean, there's not a whole. There's. You know. I don't know many strippers I ever met that re- I rejected, so I can't. Well, there you go. Yeah, I mean, but you know, they, right away they know either it's yes or no, and then they move on to the next, and then it's like you know you've got to yeah you've got to you got to learn to do it pretty quickly. Same away. thing with yeah, it's the same thing with this. There's I mean there are people that are like that song sucks, and then somebody else is like I love it. So it's you know it's it's not for everyone. And, yeah. and um, I got a, a a not great review from the UK, and it wasn't it wasn't horrible. I was the 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 editor of of Americana UK was like, hey man, this thing isn't good, and I'm like. What is it? Because the review. I didn't do the review. Somebody else did. I'm just letting you know ahead of time. Just get, and it wasn't bad. It wasn't a bad review. It really wasn't. Yeah. But it was, as I said, I'm like I've gotten so many that have been great. I want. I almost want a bad one. I want. I want like because it, it isn't for everybody. You know, there's right. not. Yeah, there's not everybody that's gonna. Everybody should like this. Like we talked about before, Tennessee Sunset is by far the most popular thing off there, and it almost didn't make it. You know, and it's not something that I. You know that I thought was going to be the you know the the, the breakout the number you know the, the the one that's going to be the single or anything, so it's I mean everybody's everybody's different. I've got friends that like you know what I what I didn't think were the good songs on there. They think they think are great. And other ones I'm like, well, what about you know 25 years behind? Ah, it's really depressing. Well, yeah, it is, but it's <laughs> but listen to it. It's like, so yeah, it's interesting. It's mood, whatever the mood yeah. you're in, listeners. Mm-hmm. So you can't write a song. There's not one universal song I could think of that everybody would love. Yeah, there might be a Beatles one that's close, but that's about. I wasn't yeah. a Beatles fan. I mean, I imagine I like I'm not a couple a, of them, but I was more Elvis than the Beatles or Rolling Stones you? over the Beatles too. So yeah, I'm not a big Beatles fan. I mean, I, I, I mean, they're obviously them. great writers, and there was some, and yeah. and you know, but there, there's one or two. I'm not. I would say I would be, I would be Stones over, uh, over Beatles too. But it's just the fact. I mean, that catalog of work where you've got that many oh, people yeah. that do that. You know, yeah. The Elvis thing too. So you're going back to that. I mean, actually sitting in the same spot where Elvis sang, you know, and it's it was just ah, that was Amazing. just ridiculous. Oh yeah. yeah, I sang through the same microphone that Bono used on Angel of Harlem too. And, you know, it's just yeah, it's just yeah. It was, you it didn't was, kiss it or nothing, right? When, I, when they ain't got the uh, revenue no, man. No, oh, they, no, they had no. They they actually have that. They've got they got the mic that Elvis used. It doesn't work anymore. And oh, okay. they and yeah, I, I don't. I'm sure they've changed the tour a bit because <laughs> people would just like go up on the thing or you know, right? Like, yeah, I'm sure they've got to like be spraying that thing, you know, between each. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Especially now. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Be like you've seen that movie Superstore with um, Molly Ringwald. Not Molly I haven't Ringwald. seen. I know Shannon. you're talking about that. Molly so Shannon. Shannon. Yeah. 
Yeah, I can exactly. Just sniffing on a microphone. That's Elvis. I can smell. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I know the skit. I never actually saw the movie though. So you got one, one more from me? Yeah, you can get one more. Okay. I was just getting me a sip of water. Cool. We're sitting out here. Um, it's nice and warm now. It is. I, 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 thank you for coming down. Oh, all of Tennessee. Yeah. I mean, you drove. How far would you drive? It's about three hours. Three hours. Yeah, down. and we stopped and, and got us some blessed nuggets at Chick Fil A. Yeah. And, uh, uh, <laughs> it's yeah, it wasn't it wasn't bad. Long as I said, we're probably gonna stop in, in Chattanooga on the way back too. Actually, we were talking about the way down. Chattanooga is probably the only other place in Tennessee I'd live than yeah. you know, outside. I, I really like it. It's uh it's good. What do you do in the winters here if it gets icy or something? See, that's, that's the thing. When I was, <laughs> it's funny as you mentioned that. I, I do it up here year-round. Anybody that wants to come up, they can. So I've had twice it's been where it's been below freezing up here. Ooh. And one guy was Aaron Richard. He was in here. We were sitting on our hands, shivering, <laughs> talking. He's playing. His hands are cramping up. And it's like, oh, man, thank you. So we cut that one short. I told him, come back when it's warm. You're mm-hmm. lucky it's warm. Uh, then I had a band come over because sometimes I'll do bands, and when I do bands, I have to set it up different because sure. they want to hear themselves. So I have to put my, I take my mixer and I bring the the uh, speakers out, and then what we do is I'll let them play their three songs first, record right. them, and then I'll split it up and put it into into the podcast later. But breaking down and setting up, well, they got here a little bit late, mm-hmm. so they're doing everything, and the wind's blowing, and I got that, and as soon as they got done, they had to put all their instruments up because it got dark, and then we're out here and they're sitting right there because was like four of them yeah and it's like almost i wanted to fire it was so cold we were sitting there shivering they were standing up trying to talk and i used the condenser mic on that one because i had to you had to because yeah. that's the only way i could pick them all up at one time one time yeah to get them in there you hear me shivering and shaking <laughs> and bless their heart they they did a great job i told them anybody else like uh up there because it's all family owned there's a, there's a pool up there i'm gonna drain it and put a stage in it and do concerts out of oh, that'd be awesome. the pool and do like the old 90s yeah. grunge stuff. But do like any bands that want to come up and yeah. play. So I told them to come back and do that stuff. That's cool. But like I said, again, I, all family on my house is right there. So I'm going to build a studio in the garage. I keep saying this and one day I actually will. Um, and that's where it, when it gets cold, that's where everybody will That's go. where I'm going to go. Or if it rains. I mean, I, I'm, I'm afraid. To drive up here though, man. It's like, yeah, if, that, if there's any ice on those roads, it's like. You oh know. yeah, forget that. Yeah. I, I know people are like, oh, we, I can't. And that's that. I completely understand. Yeah. Trust me. I, I I love doing this, but I don't mind staying in a warm house. Yeah. You know, <laughs> people, everybody wants to come up for the gazebo. Yeah. Because, it's I mean. Neat. It's great. It's a neat it's, idea. It's, it's it. yeah. out in the woods. It's different. People love it. It's a great atmosphere. I write up here. Yeah. So, oh, I would too. You so they, they come up here and it's like, oh, cold. Jesse, can I come up? It's, I said, no, it's no. And you'll never make it up my driveway. <laughs> if you do, you'll never make it back down. <laughs> never make it back down. <laughs> exactly. That'll be it. I had a. Uh, uh, I bumped my head and, and worked on a cruise ship years ago as a musician. So I didn't have the cold, but I literally sweated through the finish on a bass guitar. I was playing bass in, uh, on a cruise ship. Okay. I literally sweated. I was in the deck band and sweated through the finish on a guitar in a matter of like three weeks. I okay, mean, now, It was just, I mean, it was brutal. It really what was. is it like doing a band on a cruise ship? It's horrible. It literally is the worst job ever and, and the reason is it's like it's like disney i mean it's like the jokes are the same the people start looking the same yeah. the songs are the same i mean it's like well and oh god i don't believe i'm gonna say i'm gonna go ahead and, and tell the story here because it's actually a pretty funny one um i was not playing with these guys first it was a reggae band it was a okay. deck band i was actually playing in the top 40 band i was playing in the show band and then i was playing behind a magician believe it or not well actually 
the the bass player after this after the first cruise the bass player literally missed the boat on the second one. Oh wow and the entertainment director's freaking out they're like i mean a reggae band you need you need a bass player oh, it turns yeah. out and i told the guy i'm like hey, i can drop and they won't know the difference and they were having none of it man they're like no way that white guy's gonna be playing with it you know it's just like <laughs> not gonna be it and literally I would say six bars in, they turned around and looked at me like, oh my God, this guy can actually do this. He right. can lay down, you know. So uh, in a matter of like three or four days we were out at, uh, out at sea, the guy actually flew to the next port and they fired and they wouldn't let him on the boat. They said, no, we got a new bass player. And he's wow. like, what? But, you know, they used to, to joke because one of these things did not look like the other and that was me. So they actually dyed a mop and stuck it on my head to make it look like I was, <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, to make it look like I, was, I had I had dreadlocks. But because we were outside, when we were under a little, you know, shelter, wasn't direct, but it was still sweating so bad, I had these little black lines from the dye, like on, I mean, literally for weeks I had these things. And back then, now, now it's a lot different because, you know, there's a lot of security concerns or whatever, but musicians had deck privileges back then, so people could buy me drinks, people could do, but they all wanted the picture with me with that damn mop on my head and doing that. I was just like, oh my God, are you kidding me? It's just yeah. It was I. They they literally pay you half your salary when the when the contract's up because you will leave. Yeah, you will quit. I mean, you literally will quit. I mean, it is that. It's horrible. It really is. I would never. I you know, so many people are like, oh, that would be so cool. I'm like, I don't think I got through the first like literally the first cruise. Never mind the first you know, contract. I got through the first cruise without going like, what did I do? This is the worst mistake of my life. <laughs> really was. And I also put on a bunch of pounds too because the food is actually ridiculously good on. Oh it. yeah, there's a lot yeah. of food on there. So it's. Uh, I gotta yeah. ask you, Neil. You still have a picture of him in the mop on his head? <laughs> oh. I gotta find that. There's gotta be one somewhere. Yeah. I'll put you that on a podcast. All right. If I, if I could, if I could find <laughs> that, I will. I will get that to you. Yeah. It was. Uh, it was fine. And it's. But it's. I don't know. It's, it's kind of that. You know. I started as a, a cellist, but then I, I, I played bass for. Uh, um, you know, my first couple iterations of, of bands, uh, and I think that helps a lot if you're playing solo guitar. It's like adds a little bit different rhythm to it. So yeah, yeah. Is that what you started on when you were as a cello? Cello. Yeah. Yep, and <laughs> what all can you play? Cello, bass, guitar. Cello, bass, guitar. I've um, there'll be a couple people listening to this that will snicker really, really hard when I say uh, when I say keyboard. But if there's not another keyboard player around, I can play keyboards. You know, I've actually uh, played keyboards in a band for money before. Um, but it's it's more of you know just roots in the left hand and runs in the right hand and you know and get through it. That's the, I can do it if it has three chords. Yeah. and laws in the key of C. If it's that, I can't do it. Well, now I mean now now I I mean literally you can take a keyboard and and adjust. It's like what key is it in? You can literally like adjust your keyboard so you're playing in C and it's actually B flat. Yeah. And you can do you know you, I mean that's and that's cheating is what it is. But I'm I'm okay with it because I'm really not that good of a keyboard player. So a lot of times I'll do keyboard parts for um um you know for the record rever and I will do exactly that. I'll I'll transpose the actual keyboard itself so i'm actually playing it in you know i'm playing the intervals properly but yeah, yeah i'm playing in 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 c and it's actually in you know it's actually an f or something like that but yeah, yeah I'm, i i wish i could find a keyboardist for my band to stay into it that's because it's not easy people don't no, play people don't, a lot of people don't play that the uh the fiddle player i have also plays keyboards okay and it was uh <laughs> He can do it at the same time, though. That's the that, no, he can't do it at the same time. <laughs> but it was kind of funny. We were driving back from Sun Studios, and, and he screwed up because we were at Sun. They had a piano, really nice piano on there, and he started playing like we were set up whatever. I looked over, I'm like, Phil, <laughs> you just screwed up. He's like, please don't make me drag a keyboard to the shows. He's like, it's so much easier just showing up with a fiddle. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so there's he'll he'll be he'll play fiddle on eighty percent of the things, but on on you know he'll play uh, 
20 percent he'll, he'll do the other thing and then the guitar player i have also plays uh, uh lap like uh steel, oh, steel guitar yeah okay. so he does so he'll either play a telecaster lead or he'll do that and switch back you know so it's uh that makes a uh, you know what makes it sound like we're more people than we actually are because you can that's get cool, by though. yeah you can get by with five you know uh, five people and that's it and the uh, and um the bass player and fiddle player um are full-time that's they, they, they're hired guns type thing they okay. they will play with you know they play with a lot of different people in nashville depending on what's going on justin uh my guitar player plays this is the only country project he's working on and the drummer this is the only project he's working on too he's a great drummer but he's he's new to the nashville scene and he really he really enjoys doing this and he's yeah. he's sort of signed up to be like yeah we're gonna we're gonna do this so yeah, and that's we talk about the songwriters in Nashville, the musicians in Nashville are Ridiculous. crazy too. Yeah, I mean, well, Kevin's yeah, Kevin Styles he's a great he's a great drummer, and yeah, so we've got uh, Justin Johnson is uh, the uh, the guitar player, Phil Thompson is the keyboard and um, uh, fiddle player, and then Neil Johnson is the bass player, and there's we've got two Johnsons in the band, but they're not related. Probably more than two Johnsons if you catch us after some bourbon, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll ask a couple questions. Chad, let's play your final song. But uh, sure, um, being in some, how long many years have you been on the road? Um, really haven't. I mean, I just got I just got back into doing it. So um, I mean, I was doing more of uh, like around town cover stuff. So it's really just you know I was for a long time. So I mean, I would say probably three or four if you do it all. If you okay, you put it, if you put it all together, I bet you got to have funny stories. From I'm really not the person to drive a truck. Let's go with that. <laughs> I uh, I have I have destroyed more than one box truck, um, and I've also pulled away after filling up the diesel and i checked the pack because i heard something moving around back there and pulled away and literally half the the amps rolled out the back uh oh, oh yeah yeah that was and then i pulled into middle of outside of auburn alabama i again going to gas up the you know we had a uh, we had a uh, an rv and we had the truck and we would rotate as to who who drove what or who right. did it and uh i pulled in and just didn't didn't look at the clearance at all and took out about 300 hours worth of, of fluorescent lights on the wow. yeah on the way through and then we did get a we did get a police escort out of uh um out of uh pigeon forge gatlinburg area one night we had people that were at the, after the show were not real happy with us and <laughs> <laughs> There was there was a firearm drawn for protection by the by the local law enforcement. So, you know that's that's gonna that's gonna happen now when, when you do this stuff. You know, and people just you know their mouth got a little bit big after uh, uh, after a little too much bourbon, and and then we required a police escort to get out of uh, get out of town. So, yeah, there there are quite a few. There, you know, there's I've calmed down quite a bit as far as the yep. you know as far as that goes. I've you know, but older. I got a 15 year old son. It's like yeah, I got to keep you know I got to keep things on the. Uh, uh, on the up and up a bit, but um, yeah, it's. Uh, you, I don't think you can go on the road and not have a story. No, you got. That's why it's, I was yeah. ask people because even people just starting out, they've oh, got yeah. stories. It's so much. It's, it's because the road. I know you said outside ends. Oh, it's glamorous. You get all this stuff. Yeah. It's oh, no. not. It's so funny. I mean, I've heard stories of cats waking up with cats in the shower. Oh yeah. Um, people falling off stage. Mm -hmm. you know, it's yeah, different people still in merch. I mean, it's just all kinds of different. I uh, we were we were playing in New York and had to, and you can't park anywhere in New York. Yeah, and they don't care. I mean, they really do not care who you are. They don't care. So we literally had to circle, keep circling the truck, take as much out as we possibly could, circle again, and you know, get stuff in, take more out, and do it again. And just that was the only thing we could do. And I took some stuff out, jumped in the truck, 
came back out and this homeless dude was about 100 yards down range with a fender twin <laughs> you know it's like <laughs> you went down the street trying to steal and i'm like dude what are you doing he's like it's mine i'm like no it's not <laughs> no it's not it's like, <laughs> you don't have a you know a fender twin and a shopping cart you know right outside of times square it's uh, yeah so it's you're right everybody even if it's brand new they've got they got road stories and i asked one more question for like sure i said if you've heard a podcast i asked this for 99 percent of the people uh do you have a hidden talent <sighs> do i have a hidden talent um and your wife is here so you can't lie <laughs> i can do stupid human tricks with involving math so yeah i would say um, i've got some i've got some mathematic you the know show uh, go ahead if I get this wrong, it's gonna really, it's really gonna be horrible. I'm not gonna math, so I'm not gonna know if it's right or what, wrong. <laughs> uh, what? Uh, give me your birth date. Six twenty nine seventy seven. Wednesday. Though the, the day I was born, mm-hmm. I have to go back. Now I'm gonna grab my. <laughs> Let's, see. Let's see how close you are. Let's see how close you are. Yeah. See if you're right. You're probably. I came. Right. I went really, really fast on that, but uh-huh. I, I went off of. I went. I, I went off the Fourth of July on that. I think so. Let me see. So, how'd I go? June. There we go. 1977. We're going to see what day that is. See if he's right. June. I'll be damned. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's Good she's job. seen it. She's seen it too much. <laughs> I've got okay. What time was I born? <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> I've got a, I've got a friend who like makes me do that like for for drinks out at out at bar, and it gets it does it actually hurts a little bit after a while. I'm like, oh god, don't make me do it anymore. Don't do it. Uh, yeah. So it's uh, I'm a bit of a math dork. So I've actually got a math. That's know. cool. <laughs> you're, the, you're the first one that did that. I'm like, okay, he's just throwing shit out there. Let me think he's right. <laughs> Well, we had a guy. We had a guy in, in Birmingham, and, and he he didn't believe me. And then he looked. At, he, had, he wanted to go. No, I was born on a Sunday. I was running. And then he looked it up. He's like, because I told him I thought it was a Monday. I think right. Yeah. And he's like, no, it was a Sunday. And then he looks it up. He's like, son of a bitch. <laughs> you know, it's like, and he was probably fifty years old. And he's like, I was told it was a Sunday. Like I mean, my grandma told me. My mom. I go. You probably went into. It was probably like right after midnight or something like that. You mm-hmm. know. And so it was like, and they probably thought it was you know the Sunday thing or whatever. But yeah, worst thing in the world would be doing. It would be, uh, you know, take somebody's word for something. So, <laughs> uh, so you're going to play one song um, on a, uh, off the CD when we do this, too, right? right? Okay, so, so I'll I think do is uh, I'll put whatever one that you want me to at the end that's finished. Well, let's go ahead and let's, let's do, let's, I'll have you do the Tennessee Sunset one okay. on that, and then I'll do the title track here on this one. Okay, so, so which one do you want to do, your last song? So the last one I will do right now will be, uh, the one I'm going to play right now will be uh, uh, 25 Years Behind. Okay. And then, but yeah, if you want to put Tennessee Sunset on on, on, the, on the produced thing, that'd, that'd be great. And this is the t- title track, and it's about as brutal a song as you can get. It's, uh, my dad died in prison, he was, and he deserved to. And it was just the idea of I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to be him. Yeah. You know? That's what it, what it comes down to. It's in three four, which I don't do a whole lot it's on purpose. Three four time. I'm it's, hard that time. It it's actually six eight, but it's it, but it's it's you know I, I tell everybody it's it's three four, but I uh, yeah it's it, it it is really weird to do, especially when you've got the whole band behind you and you've done you know a whole set of four four, and everybody's like oh yeah okay hold on let's do right. you know let's you know let's you know, let's start let's with this. it or end with it that way exactly <laughs> yeah well, I got, uh, it turns out I got three of them but yeah it's but it's uh but yeah it is kind of it's kind of funny so. so this one all I do is I'll record a video of you too oh cool great. Um, and that way we can I'll put it in like the YouTube for, perfect YouTube stuff yeah and I'll uh, obviously when this when this thing comes out I'll I'll do the I'll do the share on 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 everything to make sure everybody sees it and knows yeah. it yeah uh, I'll actually release it tomorrow for you 
Oh, really cool. Yeah, it'd be, it'd awesome. be quick because, like I said, with the virus, everything happened. I used to have like so many backlog. You have mm-hmm. to wait like a month before right. I could release it. Yeah. But when everything happened, it just is so happened. It lined up that, okay, well, now I'm, I did, that's one of the reasons I did the, uh, the, the songwriting, songwriting contest showcase. Yeah. Was to fill it. And so I was like, okay, well, we'll do this. And plus, it was fun. Yeah. But now it's starting to book up. So, yeah, you'll be out tomorrow. I'm actually recording the lady tomorrow evening. Uh, and from Instagram, and I'm gonna bring the audio into that okay. way. Try that way. Awesome. She didn't want to drive down here. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let me get your guitar. Uh, All right. Now I'm gonna record you, and whenever you're ready, what we'll do is just tell everybody where they can find you at. Sure. Um, all that information. Now you can make me take my glasses off too. Yep. All right, so the, the, the name of the album is 25 Years Behind. I am the Revenue Man, Glenn Brown. And you can literally, if you just search the Revenue Man on any one of the streaming platforms, uh, you'll find it also at the Revenue Man on Facebook, at the Revenue Man on YouTube or Instagram, too. It's all all the usual suspects, as they say. And this song is the title track, which is 25 Years Behind. That face in the mirror Well I know it's not him He's been dead for three years From the weight of that sin With all the pain He left behind Some on the body Most on the it's time for the sun to shine Living 25 years behind yeah, I'll do more than waste my time Living 25 years behind Ain't a home How could you harm One of your own If you think It's not your place to tell You can be sure We'll find you in hell And it's time for the sun To shine Five years behind. Yeah, I'll do more than bide my time. Living 25 years behind. That face in the mirror. No, it's not him He's been dead for three years We do the same And it's time for the sun to shine 
25 years behind Yeah, I do more than waste my time Living 25 years behind It. I appreciate this, man. This was great. This was fun. I had, a, I had a good time. I'm glad you came out. Yeah, really, really, really do. This is this is beautiful. I'd come back, do it again. You ever bring a whole band? Absolutely. Not in the winter. Not. <laughs> <laughs> well, you ain't been broken in if you ain't in the winter. Yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> oh, cool. Unplug. Yeah, you're good. Okay. Cool. So tell everybody one more time. I can find you. Yet. It's. The Revenue Man, so it's uh, at the Revenue Man at um, revenueman.net, um, at the Revenue Man on Facebook, at the Revenue Man on Twitter, at the Revenue Man on Instagram, and then just the Revenue Man on YouTube. And then if you look up the Revenue Man on any sort of streaming platform, you will see it. Um, you can even ask for it by name on uh, with Siri or uh, Amazon too. Okay. Uh, yep, they. I've actually got. They've got that. The uh, Again, the uh, having Bloodshot behind the promotion, I got, you know, they got, I got all the check marks and everything done. So that's okay. all, yeah, that's all there. And I'm even, uh, even on the, the jukeboxes and the bars, which is, I haven't had a chance to do that yet. It was one day that it came out and we were down in Florida that I went around and I, I was that idiot that went ahead and played their own songs at the jukeboxes because <laughs> I wanted to hear it. And then I haven't had real, really had a chance to do it since then. So. That's cool that you did that. Though. Yeah, it is. And we'll see. Hopefully we'll be able to get out back there and do it again. I appreciate it, man. No problem. Thank you for coming on. Thanks. All right, everybody. That was the Revenue Man, and this was the Georgia Songbirds. Thank you guys for listening. It's strange, but you seem a little taller now. Maybe it's just this lack of self-esteem. it all back home to me I do recall we sat and watched some go down together you and me Not wrapped around us the orange glow is all that we would see It seems so long
Since the day that I 